Hello people, you're welcome to Pro Masterclass. My name is Tola T.A. Alabi. And um, in today's class, I'm going to be talking about what I want to term manna and quill. When I started, when I went to school to study design, I came back to Nigeria with high hopes of setting up my design company. I, I already knew what I, what it was going to be called. I, I thought I was going to hit the floor running, hit the ground running. And I already had all these great plans of what I would do and the kind of clients I would work with and how I would deliver work and how I would just take over the design scene and be the go-to guy in Nigeria. Because, you know, when I studied in Canada, I, kind of, I, I came back to Nigeria because I saw the gap. And I said, Nigeria needs this gap covered this you know this digital design gap that i see this gap in good design and branding so i came back to nigeria just thinking let's let's go and make it happen and um i remember it took it took about two years for me to even get any kind of traction when i came back to nigeria i realized that it wasn't going to be as easy easy as i thought it was going to be setting up this design business even even though i had the skill i realized i didn't have the connection i didn't have the relationships and i didn't have the trust and it took about two years to build that to a point whereby clients started calling um started clients started reaching out to me constantly they were paying a, a premium but at least they were reaching out to me constantly. And that took about two years. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. That transition period between you breaking out of what you don't want to do to going after what you really want to do with your life. That's like coming out of Egypt and going to your promised land. And for those that are familiar with um, the Bible, there's a story of the children of Israel who were taken captive and were slaves in Egypt for a very long time, for years. And um, the story of how Moses came about and God used him to deliver them. And immediately they left, in, left Egypt. They went straight to the wilderness before they could get to Canaan, the promised land. So they were in the wilderness for a very long time. And I want to talk about that wilderness experience for us. And um, while they were in the wilderness, it's said that they survived on something called manna. And um, manna seemed to be, you know, it, it was something that fell down from, from the sky, from the heavens, and just seemed like something that just fell on the ground. And they were like flakes. Flakes. They were little flakes. Um... I really don't know great detail of what manna tasted like, um, but the Bible describes it as something like flakes and it's like fell on the ground like dew and could solidify into flakes and they would have to mix it into like a paste or whatever it was. I don't know how they consumed it, but for, for them it had to be, it, it was an acquired taste. It wasn't something anyone was familiar with. And um, they were always asked to just gather what they needed for the day and not more than the day. Um, so it, it wasn't for them the most pleasurable food at that time. 
Um, and there's a lot that is said about manna. Um, the the Jews, present-day Jews, still, you know, they, they believe that um, they didn't, the Israelites didn't eat manna because there was no food available. And, and, that, and that makes a lot of sense because when they left Egypt, they, they left with their stuff, their cattle, and I'm sure they had food stuff that they left with. But they were constrained to eat manna because it was, it was a diet God wanted them to eat to survive in the desert. And when you look at um, what the Jews believe about that Exodus period, they, they do believe that during the time of them being in the wilderness, because they consumed manna um, during that time of moving in the wilderness, they didn't defecate. They didn't defecate. And um, that was meant to help them move easily without anything slowing them down. I don't know how true that is, but that was not recorded in the Bible, but the Jews believe that. That, that, that. That's what they say, that the manna stopped them from defecating in the, in the wilderness. So throughout the time that they didn't defecate. And well, it, makes, it makes some sense when you think about it, because um, that could explain why they were desirous of vegetables that they ate in Egypt. That, that, could, that, could, that, that could be an explanation for that. Although the Bible does talk about the fact that their clothes didn't wear out, their shoes didn't wear out because they, they needed them to move easily. So there was no time for us to say, I have no shoes. Oh, my clothes are no. Everything was in pristine shape. And so it's, it's also easy to believe that there could be a miraculous thing that happened that stopped them from defecating. But what I'm just trying to say was manna was ideal for them, was the ideal food for them to help them survive the wilderness. Now, it wasn't, I'm sure for them, they were sick of it. And they even said it to very, they said they were sick of it. It wasn't satisfying to them. It wasn't, it didn't taste right. It wasn't the kind of food they wanted to be eating. God said, in the Bible, it's always said that God provided them with quail. Now, I'm very familiar with quail. Um, because from, there was a time my, my older sister and her husband were rearing quail. For their eggs and they were selling their the quail eggs which are very very nutritious high uh, high in nutrition and um, very medicinal and um, they were selling it and i remember they had quite a number of quails and they were moving from their house so they couldn't they didn't have that space for quail anymore so they decided to just get rid of all their quails and then they decided to consume all of them and they gave some to us and that was my first time ever eating quail but you know what amazes me about quail is it's probably the boniest bird I've ever eaten in my life. The boniest animal I've ever eaten. I've never eaten anything that has less meat on its body than quail. Never. The bird quail is just pretty much feathers and bones. So I remember eating it with my wife and just thinking, where is the meat? Where is the meat on this stuff? So, so before we could have any taste of meat at all, we would have eaten like five or six because they're really tiny birds really tiny they don't have any flesh and so when they say the israelites ate quail i could see why they were not satisfied with it it's nothing like chicken it's not like chicken not like turkey you know not like pigeon not like any of those birds those birds pack meat but this quail just pretty much feathers and bones so they survived on manna and quail which were not the most sufficient not the most attractive food 
um, not the most appetizing food. But it was necessary for them to eat it to survive in the desert and in the wilderness. And that's what I want to talk about, that survival period. And as I said, when I came back from Canada, I had to go through that two years of wilderness experience. No clients. It was almost very depressing because I had high dreams. I just thought it should take me like a month to settle down. And I see a lot of people who study abroad come back to Nigeria and they're like, okay, I'm going to come back to Nigeria and we'll just start doing this thing. I'll get a good job because I have this certificate from a very good university in the UK, in the US, in Canada. And employers are just going to be lining up at my door and they come to Nigeria and nobody is lining up at your door. They are there first month, second month, third month, sixth month, nothing. And then they have to settle for a job. And this is where a lot of people pick up and go back to the UK, to wherever they are coming from. Because they're like, man, I came from the UK, from this very good university with this very good certificate, and um, I can't work this job. This job is too low for me because it's so, dif- it's so different from what they imagined or what they desire. And that's what happened to me. Coming back from Canada, no clients. When I started having clients, they were, they were not well-paying clients. They were not well-paying clients. They were paying me 5000 2000 you know, that kind of thing. I thought I went to school to study for millions of naira and this is what I'm going to get and this is where we need to be able to understand that there's a wilderness experience you're going to go through and what that manner and quail means is you have to do some things that are not the best expression of what you desire to be doing so when I came back from Canada no jobs I remember my dad getting frustrated and just telling me, you need to go out and look for a job. But I, I didn't want to work as an employee anywhere. I wanted to start up my company, but there were no jobs. So it was almost like I was in a, unemployed because I was at home, no office, no nothing. Um, but so my dad just said, this is, not, this, is not, this, is not, this is not setting up a business, in my own opinion. You've been here, you're just at home doing nothing, and you need to go out and get a job. I didn't want to, but he was right. He was right. Because it was beginning to even get very depressing for me, not doing anything. So I went out and there was a job opportunity open in one of the media houses in Abuja. And they were looking for a web designer. And I knew how to do web design, but I didn't want to be doing web design. But that was the opportunity. And they said, are you going to take it? Can you start tomorrow? It was like that urgent. And I said, okay, I'll take it. And I took the job and they put me as the head of their web department because they didn't have a web department. I was the one to set up the web department. So I, I took the job and um, I, my, my task was to set up this web department and train people and create a website for the organization and get, train people on how to feed the website. And um, as I, when I did that, it was, it, was, it was not the kind of job I wanted to do. To be honest, was well, not the best expression of what I felt my talent was. It wasn't the best expression. It was, it, it was a very, it, 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 it was, I wanted to come and set up a company and be doing branding for big agencies, for big organizations. But here I was working in this media organization, setting up their website and teaching people how to design websites, uh, how to feed information on websites and put news on websites. But it wasn't the best, it wasn't the best expression. But I did it for about a year and a half. And um, it was manna and quail for me. In fact, the salary was nothing to write home about. At the point, they were owing us salary for up to like three to four months. Um, but I kept going. 
because for me it was a means of surviving and meeting people and through that experience that wilderness experience i met my first client and i met a couple of friends who we started working together and we started a side company and we had our first client who paid us quite a lot of money to do branding but we would have met that person i would have met this group of people if i wasn't in that organization that wasn't the best expression so you see that wilderness experience as painful as it was because getting up every morning and going to that place to work was actually painful for me it wasn't something i wanted to do but it was something i had to do to survive and it led me to build relationships prove myself and people were like oh this guy's actually good in design and have interactions and have friends and meet our first major client. You see, what I'm trying to say is you would have to eat some manna and some quail before you get to your promised land. Because between your promised land and Egypt, there's a wilderness. It's like that for everybody. Between your promised land and Egypt, there is a wilderness. And so we, we, we must get used to that. We, we must know that. We must have that at the back of our minds. A lot of times we just have this mentality that once we come out of our Egypt, we step straight into our promised land. No, there is a wilderness when it will seem like you made the worst mistake of your life. And when I came back from Canada, you know, for a while it felt that way. It felt like, Tola, what did you do? Did you just blow this opportunity to stay in Canada, to come to Nigeria where you're not getting any clients and no job? Did you just go back to being unemployed and jobless and a soul and just a dependent on your parents it felt like that but you see there's a wilderness experience that we must go through and it, it's important that we are able to go through it and not give up because a lot of people turn back to egypt and there are people that pack up their bags and go the other direction they go back to the uk they go back to where they are coming from and and, and we must give up on that on that temptation to go back to where we are coming from so instead of going back stay and eat that manna eat that quail it's not what you want to be eating but it's just for a while and you will come through and get to where you want to be it's not forever but going back should not be an option you must keep moving forward. So for some people, it's that doing that job that is not the best expression. But knowing in your mind that it's just a wilderness experience you're going through. And just sticking it out. And knowing that if you do it, if you do it for the amount of time you're meant to do it for, it might be a year, two years, three years. Like for me, it took two years. And when I say two years, it's not two years of getting clients to pay me a premium. No, it was two years of even getting clients to start calling me on a regular basis. It took another like two to three years for me to start getting clients to start paying me something relatively decent. And another number of years before clients started paying me a premium. But today, when I look, at, when I look back at it... It's been about close to 15 years now. Um, 
18 years old together doing design. Since I got back from Canada, it's, it's been, um, got back from Canada, I think in 2000 and 2007. So it's, 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 it's almost close to, it's close to 15 years now. And I'm where I desire to be when I left Canada. It's been a 15 year journey. You understand? And finally, I'm leaving the expression that I've always wanted. But I'll never have gotten there if I had given up. So if there's anything you're going to get from today's class, it's not to give up. Some of you are in that period of eating quail. Some of you are in that period of you're about to make that decision to leave Israel or to leave Egypt and to head towards your promised land. I want to prepare you that there will be a wilderness experience. So when it happens, you can remember this podcast and say, oh, oh this is what Tola was talking about. But I'm going to say some of you are already eating that quail and you're already thinking, look, I'm going back. I'm going back to that, to where I'm coming from, which was slavery, but better than this, this limbo I, think I seem to be in right now. I won't tell you, don't do it. Keep moving forward. You, you would find yourself in that expression that you wanted eventually. Um, so I, I really hope someone gets encouraged by this and, and it helps someone to, to stick through it and to believe that they will get to their promised land eventually.